Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal Church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out. Living letters of the word. Amen. Amen. <coughs> I must begin this evening with an apology. As you may have noticed, uh, I am not in the best voice this evening, um, but I will, uh, what I lack in voice, hopefully I'll make up for uh, in content, or at least I'll throw myself on the mercy of the court. <laughs> it is good to see you this evening. This is a time of year for remembering. We remember the sights and the sounds and the smells and the tastes of Christmases long, long ago. We remember the smell of musty nativity pageant costumes. We remember the taste of Great Aunt Dee Dee's ginger cookies. We remember the creak in Grandma's stairs as we rush down for Christmas morning. We remember the beauty and majesty of a dark church on Christmas night, celebrating the light of Christ. I love that word, remembering, because I am nostalgic, and as a traditionalist, I do it a lot. I also love it because the word itself has redemption and resurrection baked into it. For when we remember, we Remember, we put back together those things that have been separated, those things that have been broken, those things that have been lost. When we remember, especially this time of year, we bring back those things that we have lost, if only in our memory, and they live once more. Or perhaps, by the light of the Christ child, that which is broken can be renewed. All that being said, this time of year, and in the prior Advent weeks of waiting and watching, I often find myself contemplating Christmas traditions and Christmas memories. And this year I read for the first time that famous editorial published in 1897 in the New York Sun newspaper by the Civil War, former Civil War correspondent and then editor Francis Farcellus Church. The editorial is a response to a letter by eight-year-old Virginia O'Hallen who had a question about Santa Claus. I had heard about the editorial long ago, but I never read it. And when I did this week, I was overjoyed to discover one of the kindest, most joyful, and most pastoral pieces of writing I have ever read. 
Church writes, Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. He exists as certainty, as certain as love and generosity and devotion exist. And you know that they abound and give your life its highest beauty and joy. Alas, how dreary would the world be if there were no Santa Claus. It would be as dreary as if there were no Virginias. There would be no childlike faith then, no poetry, no romance to make tolerable this existence. We should have no enjoyment except in sense and sight. The eternal life with which childhood fills the world would be extinguished. Church concluded the letter. You may tear apart the baby's rattle and see what the noise, what makes the noise inside. But there is a veil covering the unseen world, which not the strongest man, nor even the united strength of all the strongest men that ever lived could tear apart. Only faith, fancy, poetry, love, romance can push aside that curtain and view and picture the supernal beauty and glory beyond. These sentiments are beautiful and poetic and emblematic of this time of year. And also, they remind us in some way of the implications of Christ's birth. For when God became incarnate, when God came to be with us, when God chose to know how it feels to learn and to hurt and to wonder and to grieve and to die, then our existence changed forever. Because of the immensity and reality of God's love, we know, paralleling church's words, love and generosity and devotion. We experience the universe's highest beauty and joy, and without the miracle of Christ, there would be no childlike faith, no poetry, no romance to make tolerable this existence. We would have no enjoyment except in sense and sight. Again, using church's word, before the birth of Christ, there was a veil covering the unseen world, which not the strongest man, nor even the united strength of all the strongest men that ever lived could tear apart. But now, that which is in the manger laid can push aside that curtain and enable us to view and picture the supernal beauty and glory beyond. The full realization of this new reality is a lifelong journey, but many have gone before us. The journey began for Mary when as an angel visited her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. Do not be afraid. Easy for Gabriel to say. The journey began for Joseph when the angel came to him in a dream and said, She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The journey began for the shepherds when the angels appeared above their fields and declared, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. 
and the journey began for three magi when they observed his star at its rising and came to pay him homage. And tonight, perhaps the journey can begin for you. Maybe you've been on the journey a long time and you are weary. Maybe you're only a a few steps along in your journey, but you don't know what's around the corner. Maybe you were on the journey, but a companion led you astray, or maybe a companion abused your faith. And perhaps, perhaps you are too broken, too wounded, too addicted, too rough around the edges, too whatever you are, to believe that you too are welcome on the journey. But you are. I am. And you are too. The journey to God begins with Christ, and tonight we begin again. The 20th century English poet G.K. Chesterton wrote a poem called The House of Christmas. Parts of the last two stanzas read, This world is as wild as an old wives' tale, and strange the plain things are. The earth is enough, and the air is enough for our wander and our war, and our peace is put in, is put in impossible things, where clashed and thundered unthinkable wings round an incredible star. To an open house in the evening, home men shall come, to an older place than Eden, and a taller town than Rome. To the end of the way of the wandering star, to the things that cannot be, and that are, and all men are at home. We remember much at Christmas. We remember cookies and Santa Claus, although at my house he receives cheese straws and bourbon, just saying. (laughs) We remember family and friends. We remember, as they prayed in King's College Chapel tonight, those who rejoice with us, but upon another shore and in a greater light. And at Christmas, we remember our journey with God, a journey that eventually leads us home. And that journey begins with Christ. Happy Christmas. Amen.